invite you to stand for the reading of the gospel. Hear the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to St. Mark. When Jesus had again crossed over by boat to the other side of the lake, a large crowd gathered around him while he was by the lake. Then one of the synagogue leaders named Jairus came, and when he saw Jesus, he fell at his feet. He pleaded earnestly with him, My little daughter is dying. Please come and put your hands on her so that she will be healed and live. So Jesus went with him. A large crowd followed and pressed around him, and a woman was there who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years. She had suffered a great deal under the care of many doctors and had spent all she had. Yet instead of getting better, she grew worse. When she heard about Jesus, she came up behind him in the crowd and touched his cloak. Because, she thought, if I just touch his clothes, I'll be healed. Immediately her bleeding stopped, and she felt in her body that she was freed from her suffering. At once Jesus realized that power had gone out from him. He turned around in the crowd and asked, Who touched my clothes? You see the people crowding against you, his disciples answered, and yet you ask, Who touched me? But Jesus kept looking around to see who had done it. Then the woman, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell at his feet, and trembling with fear, told him the whole truth. He said to her, Daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace and be freed from your suffering. While Jesus was still speaking, some people came from the house of Jairus, the synagogue leader. Your daughter is dead, they said. Why bother the teacher anymore? Overhearing what they said, Jesus told him, Don't be afraid, just believe. He did not let anyone follow him except Peter, James, and John, the brother of James. When they came to the home of the synagogue leader, Jesus saw a commotion with people crying and wailing loudly. He went in and said to them, Why all this commotion and wailing? The child is not dead, but asleep. But they laughed at him. After he put them all out, he took the child's father and mother and the disciples who were with him and went in where the child was. He took her by the hand and said to her, Talitha kum, which means, little girl, I say to you, get up. Immediately, the girl stood up and began to walk around. She was 12 years old. At this, they were completely astonished. He gave strict orders not to let anyone know about this and told them to give her something to eat. This is the gospel of Christ. Let's pray together. Lord, we ask at this time that you would speak in ways that we can hear you. We pray, Lord, that if there's anything that is distracting us or weighing on us that, that's preventing your word from doing the work you want, Lord, help us to give that to you so that you are free to move in and through us today. We ask this in your name, Jesus. Amen. Please be seated. So this week and last week, uh, Kimberly and I did a pretty big undertaking of painting our house on the inside. And uh, there were several phases of doing this, and I left the part that I was absolutely terrified to do till Saturday. And that was, uh, oh sorry, it was Friday, Friday late afternoon. It was uh, painting the stairwell, right? I'm afraid of heights. My brother is afraid of heights. My brother's a carpenter. 
When he re-roofs a roof, he's sick for two days because his nerves are shot. And we rented this, this ladder from the Home Depot to go on the stairs, and it took two people to, to move it and set it up. And, and when I got to the top of the ladder, I looked down, and I swear I saw the stony beach from the cliffs of Dover, right? And my knees were shaken, and I, and I just, it's horrible. So I came back down, I can't do this, I can't do this. Took a few breaths, figured out how to do it, and by the grace of God, and maybe a little Jack Daniels, no, I, we got the thing, we got the thing painted. <laughs> um, fear has this weird ability to dictate what reality is. That if we give into fear, things become impossible. However, if you step back and you actually look at something closely, it's really not as bad as you think, or there are solutions. And this passage today, I think the key verse is, do not be afraid, only believe. And we are called to be taking our fear, pushing through it, dismissing it in the name of Jesus, whatever, so that we can see reality as God has called us to, to see what his possibilities are rather than what fear tells us is impossible. These two stories are intermingled for a reason and they help illustrate what's really going on. So let's dive in and see what Jesus is teaching us about fear and faith today. So first of all, <clears throat> Jairus is a synagogue ruler, and that's not like a high priest. He was likely a Pharisee, but he was more likely a lay reader type of person. And his job was to book in preachers and teachers and, and to make sure the synagogue was in good order. Uh, and he probably did a lot of the reading of, of, the, of the Torah. He, so he had, he, had a, like, he had a respect of the community, but he wasn't like the high priest or anything like that. But it, it's amazing in this passage, it keeps saying the synagogue ruler, the synagogue ruler, the synagogue ruler. I don't even think he cares about that. Because in this passage, Jairus is a dad. And his daughter is dying. I hope we're never in the circumstance where we're like in an isolated area and someone gets injured and we have to make the choice of leaving them or staying with them. Like, what will be the best for them? We need, this person needs help beyond I can do. I think that's a nightmare choice, a nightmare decision. And in his fear, Jairus, I think, was probably by his little girl's bedside. But when he heard that Jesus was there, faith was ignited and he ran to someone who could help his girl. And... Jairus is moved to this desperate pleading with Jesus to come and heal his girl. In the NRSV, I really like the translation. It says that he begged Jesus repeatedly, come and heal my girl. Come lay hands on my girl. Come to my home, heal my girl. His love as a parent is just painfully obvious. So Jesus went with him. And as they're going along, there's a woman that comes and she's been sick for 12 years. And there's a strange thing when you're sick. If you have a chronic condition or a terminal condition, you, if you're not careful, will be identified as that condition. Right? So I remember when I was a kid, I had to go to asthma camp, and I hated it because I was asthmatic Paul. Hated it, right? 
It doesn't matter the disease. If you're not careful, it happens. And we all know that there are doctors who treat diseases and then there are doctors who treat people and are champions with them to fight their disease. Those are the good ones. But this woman was subject to uh, scrutiny and it was treated like a specimen for 12 years. She lost all her money trying to get treatment. But not only that, it's not said here, but she was cut off from her community. She couldn't practice her faith publicly. She lost everything because of this illness. So Lord, we do pray for whatever is happening today that you would bless the first responders and for those who are in need of care. And we ask God that you would reign and that you would have mercy in Jesus' name. Amen. Um, So this woman, because she wasn't allowed to do any of this, had to push through a lot of fear because she said, if I just touch his clothes, I'll be made well, is what her faith was telling her. Now here is where we, uh, that Jesus finds out what happened. She was healed, but it wasn't enough. And there's a distinction here between the healing that we want and the healing that we need. This woman wanted physical healing. Jesus knew that she needed relational healing. And so he's not content until he can talk to her. And, and what does he say? He says, woman, your faith has healed you. Oh, wait. No, he didn't. He said, daughter. Daughter, your faith has healed you. Go and be healed. Now, I think that's on purpose. Let's go back to Jairus for a moment who is desperately pleading with Jesus to heal his girl. That's, that's the love of, of a father. And I think that what Jesus is doing here is showing the love of our heavenly father for his creatures. Not just that we would be healed from our physical ailments, but that we would be healed in our relationship with him. That intimacy, that healing that we really truly need. Daughter, Your faith has healed you. Go and be healed. And it's at this point that those people come from Jairus' house and they say, no more need to do this. All hope is gone. Your daughter is dead. Leave Jesus alone. And that's fear. I have to say, um, I want to make this sermon about healing. And I want to ask the hard question of why does Jesus heal some people but he doesn't heal other people? Because I struggle with that. That's not what this passage is about. The passage here is the next line. After these people tell this to Jairus, Jesus looks at Jairus in the face and he says, don't be afraid, just believe. We all want to know the whys. Why is it like this? Why can't it be like that? Why, why, why haven't you answered my prayer the way I wanted it? But maybe that's the wrong question. Maybe, maybe the question is, on this road that I am on, do I trust Jesus? Do I have to know the why? Or is Jesus enough? Just as Jairus sheds light on the story with the woman, so this woman sheds light on the story for Jairus. She faced her fear. She went to Jesus, and amazing things happened. And the question is, 
It's not, you're not going to be guaranteed a healing. You're not going to be guaranteed an easy life when you come to Jesus. But there will become possibilities in your life and through your life that will astound you if we believe. Jesus basically says to Jairus, don't give up on me. Don't give in to fear, but trust God and see what he can do. When Jesus goes in and sees the little girl, he takes her by the hand and he says, Talitha kum, which is Aramaic. It's the, it's the everyday speech, right? It's not a magical expression or anything like that. It was translated because the Greek speakers wouldn't know it. But Jesus was basically saying, little girl, time to get up. It's just like any school day. No more school. Yay! But that's basically it. Little girl, it's time to get up. I wonder, what are the things holding us down? What are the things that are filling us with fear and, and, and not allowing us to respond to Jesus the way he's calling us to? Where is Jesus saying to you, little one, it's time to get up? Last week, we looked at a collect that said there are many storms in this world that cause us to be afraid and we talked about how it's really good to practice prayer where we ask God to rescue us from despair and deliver us from fear and to preserve our faith. And it's the faith that we focus on today. When we let fear define what reality is, what is really possible, we will be restricted and held down. But when we say, Jesus, I trust you with this, I trust you in this, just see what ways he's going to be bringing healing and intimacy for us. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for your goodness and we thank you for your love that is so trustworthy. We pray, Lord, for ourselves. We pray for our loved ones who are suffering at this time. We pray for those who are seeking you. Work and move in ways that draw us all together closer to you in that healing relationship where we are transformed more into your likeness. We pray this in your name, Jesus. Amen.